0: This
1: is Scripture Read Badly. A podcast where two grown-up pastor's kids discuss the stories of the Bible in chronological order.
0: Attempting to avoid heresy and generally having a good time.
1: I'm Jeremy. And I'm Ryan. Sit back and rejoice. Today's verse comes from Exodus... 32, verse 19, As soon as he came near the camp, and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses' anger burnt hot, and he threw the tablets from his hands, and broke them at the foot of the mountain. This teaches us that, one, mountains have feet, so mountains also need shoes, and... From this point, I don't see any shoes, so they must be barefoot, and that is a travesty. We need to build more shoes. And also, when you're angry, just throw it on the ground. Especially if it's cake. I love throwing cake on grounds. My name is Jeremy Barry Randall, and this is Scripture Read Badly.
0: My name is Ryan Luke Winslade, and this is Exodus chapter 32, the story of the golden calf.
1: The golden calf. Golden calf. Alright, so we... Gold things are weird. Anyway, what were you Yeah, uh,
0: we've just got through about ten chapters, breezed over them in the last episode uh, of Laws. Totally nailed it. Yep, it was fantastic. And now, Moses has gone up onto the mountain, as we remember in, I think, chapter 25. He went up onto the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Which is... 100 days? (laughs) Something like that. And I'm pretty sure... Hang on,
1: you don't add the nights and the days. (laughs) It's just one each. All right.
0: 40 days. Um, Yes, so Moses has gone up onto the mountain for a very long time. It was the end of chapter 24 that he said that. And uh, Mm -hmm. so now we don't know. We are in the... We are looking through the eyes of the people... Um, we don't know where Moses is so yep yep that's where we're at and the people saw that Moses was delayed from coming down from the mountain so the people gathered themselves together uh, together to Aaron and said to him up that's so funny that's what the ESV says up make us gods who shall go before us. What is this, Lord of the Rings? As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Uh, what do you take of this part of the chapter?
1: I I take that they've seen God do crazy stuff on that mountain. Mm-hmm. The elders have gone up and seen God do crazy things. So they And they've been brought out of the land of Egypt Mm -hmm. so they've definitely seen God do miraculous things so they definitely believe that something's up there and they haven't got the Ten Commandments yet because God's writing them up on the hill Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and possibly they don't even have the tent so they want something real and tangible to represent the God that they've just seen and the first thing that comes to their mind is that the priest, Aaron, should build something for them so that they can worship it. Mm. Which, in one sense, I totally understand, Mm -hmm. but most senses, if God wanted them to make something out of something tangible, he would have told them already, probably? Mm.
0: Well, presumably, they've already received the Ten Commandments.
1: Why is that presumable?
0: Well, because it happened in chapter 20 at the time when Moses was going back and forth between the people and the mountain. Um, and so I, I, I mean I may verse be wrong.
1: 15, Moses turns and went down from the mountain carrying the two tablets of the covenant in his hands. Mm-hmm. So is the covenant the 10 commandments or has he told them already the 10 commandments before it's written down? Oh, okay. So if he's coming down from the mountain telling them things, then I would totally agree with you.
0: Yep. So I don't... Does it say...
1: So is this just outright disobedience?
0: Does it say anywhere that... written on the tablets were the Ten Commandments from Chapter 20?
1: No, it says the Covenant. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep, and in my translation it says the Tablets of the Testimony. So... That is is a misconception that I have had for most of my life. And I think it was something that I had always assumed that because the Ten Commandments were the first and uh, what seemed to be the most important of all the commandments that God gave to Israel, that they were what was written on the tablets. But that changes a lot because God has said... um, he he reestablished his covenant with the elders and stuff when they saw him and he was standing on sapphires, um, on sapphire pavement, and so there has been the reestablishment of the covenant as well as the consecration of some dudes, the elders and Aaron and Moses. So, is it the covenant that says, "I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt"? But I guess that is how the Ten Commandments start, so that's kind of where yeah. I lose the ball a little bit. I'm just not sure, honestly.
1: It's probably under the house. But they seem to ignore whatever they've been taught. Yes. So it is like a disobedience or a distrust. Mm-hmm of God, because it only takes them 40 days to be like, oh, where's Moses? Yeah. Oh, we're lost in the middle of the forest. <laughs> Even though Aaron's there and Aaron is quite capable of leading It them. is most definitely lost in the forest. A forest. Yep. The forest... A lush Australian gum The forest, forest
0: called the Desert of Sinai.
1: Ooh, That's a very strange name for a forest. Mm.
0: Yes, it is. Um, Alright, so... Aaron's response... Aaron's response... Of all the people... Okay, granted... Aaron is 83, 84 years old at this point. He may be having a seniors moment... However, he he does live to be about (laughs) 116... Or something like that, so... Yeah. I just... I don't know... Where he's coming from. Maybe he's thinking... Because I have been appointed the priest over the entire nation of Israel, when they ask me for a God, it is my responsibility, if I am to comply, to be the one to instigate everything that's happening. Yeah. But, we do see later on in this chapter, spoilers, that the Levites are the ones that actually do the standing up for Yahweh. And Aaron is a Levite, he's the head of the Levites. So... I'm just very confused, and I think that's okay. I would I would like to have a bit of a have a bit of a talk with Aaron about what the heck he was doing. Um But maybe maybe he didn't want to do it but he suspected that there would be some kind of uprising from the people. And he thought in order to appease them, I will tell them to get their gold and their jewellery and we'll melt it down and make a calf. And they, if they really want to do that, they can worship that. But then that's giving them over to their own desires. And that's kind of what God yep. does in the future um, with a variety of things. So what do you take of Aaron's
1: response? I don't love it. Hmm. And It's because does Aaron go up the hill with Moses every time? He and is he steeped in this new idea that you don't worship things, you just worship God?
0: Um, there were definitely times where Aaron was mentioned to go up with Moses to the mountain, and there were times where he wasn't. And this last time in chapter 24, when it said Moses went up, he was not listed there, so that it's uh. The continuity is fine in terms of uh, Aaron being down the hill at this point, but it does stand to reason that he was at least included in the discussion or the the, uh, the relaying of information. Moses probably would have passed it on to him first and foremost, saying, "You're the priest overall of Israel. This is what God has said. That's important. That you know it, and that you adhere to it." So, Aaron is blessing and even instructing israel to break the second commandment that was given uh probably a few weeks earlier and if this happened right before moses came down the mountain and he was up there for 40 days then this is probably about week five into moses being gone he's he's been gone it's like 35 days in and people are saying he's been gone over a month this is weird I don't really know what's happening but I want to feel secure I want to feel like we have some kind of order and we can interact with God in some way so let's make an image even though we were recently told to not do that Um, yeah so Aaron knows what he's doing is wrong and in
1: 2013 one, when Moses gets down, he says, What What did these people do to you? So he assumes that Aaron's in the right and the people are in the wrong and that the people convinced Aaron. Hmm. And then he says, Make a, uh, blah, blah blah You know the people that they are bent on evil. So then Aaron plays the buck cards or passes the buck card to the people. Like, they're bad and... Hang on, did you just say that? Uh. In different words?
0: Not, not necessarily. You're focusing more on the blame than I was.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so it's just interesting that they're doing like the Adam and Eve mm. thing of you gave the woman to me and she deceived me and went. Yeah, yeah. Instead of him just, yeah, taking the blame because he did wrong. Yeah. And then he doesn't get punished. It seems like he doesn't get punished because then God makes him the high priest. So is this really that big a deal or is it the people's fault? Like, are the people Mm -hmm. so bent on evil that God saw that and so it's not Aaron's fault at all?
0: Yeah, see, I'm... um, In thinking about that now, I'm I'm more inclined to think that it actually wasn't his fault. And maybe he was... acting in such a way as to avoid an uprising and potentially a, yeah. a hostile takeover of the whole nation. Interesting. Um, because there's potential that if these people were denied being able to make this golden image, they would have just said, all right, we're leaving. And they would have gone back the way they came. Where would
1: they have gone? I don't know,
0: probably back the way they came, back to Egypt. Because they wouldn't have had For anywhere sure. else to go. Maybe to Midian? Um because yep. there were people that seemed to be sympathetic with them there. So, I don't know. It's just... The whole thing is just weird. But he melts down all yeah. the gold uh, from the rings that were in their ears. Um, and as we remember, the Israelites plundered the Egyptians on their way out, where the Egyptians actually gave them their jewelry. So these... These are the jewel, uh, the earrings, the jewelry of the Egyptians that are being used to create this false image. So, in a way, that's kind of symbolic of them holding on to what they have left behind and using that to create a new stumbling block for them. Um, Instead of allowing the earrings and things to be reminders of. God's deliverance they have allowed them to form into a false deliverer
1: yeah and it's funny in verse 24 Mm -hmm. you can read it with quite a but I didn't know what I was doing like whoever has gold take it off so they gave it to me and I threw it into the fire and out came Uh, this calf like I didn't even know what I was doing (laughs) it just came out what are you talking well, about? You had to form it. The fire doesn't form
0: it. anything. Yeah. Um, yes. So it, it seems as though in verse 4, it seems that Aaron is the one that fashioned it with a graving tool into a golden calf. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. So, okay, but then verse... The end of verse 4 says something interesting. So it says, He received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made a golden calf. And then it says, And they said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. So Aaron just made a calf, and then yep. they associated the deity of God to it. Well, um, So then Aaron sees it, and then he builds an altar before the Lord. So maybe that is Aaron saying, Yeah, I know I messed up, but I am going to actually offer burnt offerings to the Lord. the Lord. Yeah, he uses the name Yahweh, but he sets it up before the calf. So this is where it gets kind of convoluted.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so they rose up early the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. What did they play? What do you think? Angry
1: birds? They are definitely playing angry birds. Mm. It's their favourite
0: game. Yep. yep, well, it was the most popular iOS game for a very long time, so makes sense. Um, Man, that's just... The whole thing just frustrates me a lot. Does it frustrate you at all?
1: Do you, do you even care about this, Jeremy? No. <laughs> it's way outside of my caring box
0: yeah fair enough
1: i've i've never been brought to a place where i want to worship something that is tangible yeah in this kind of yeah. way and so the whole idea that you would be at a hillside and you would see miracles and then your leader who you've been with for a long time disappears for a bit and like the elders the elders went up with him so the elders probably would have talked about that he would be up there with god for yeah. a bit and if he's with God, they would probably know if God killed him. Yep. Or oh, maybe not. Maybe they were thinking that he was dead. So I just don't get that they've been saved, they've been pulled through the wilderness, they've been shown a good God, to an extent, I suppose. They haven't seen the lovey-dovey Jesus mm. part, but why would you then waste all your gold on a weird uh, no, I horse?
0: I I know. So I think I relate most to Moses in this, where I probably would have had exactly the same reaction to him. If I'd come down yep. the mountain carrying the tablets of the testimony, the I would have said, What the heck are you doing? Don't you remember anything from the last year? Come on! And then yeah. I probably would have broken it's them. Ridiculous. And that's...
1: Yeah.
0: I think of all the characters in this story to relate to, it's probably the healthiest to relate to Moses. Um although it, it would also be a good thing to acquire an understanding of what the heck the Israelites and Aaron were thinking. So yeah, I think I'm not quite on board with what they were thinking yet. I don't quite know what was going through their heads, but I'm definitely yeah. along... Uh, I'm, I'm on Moses' boat in this whole scenario.
1: Maybe I'm also on Aaron's boat. Like, if it is that he was trying to stop a... Uprising. i can see myself doing that yeah (laughs) (laughs) just oh yeah alright right guys let's um yeah just put your gold in here yeah so (laughs) let's like stall for a bit (laughs) until moses gets back
0: (laughs) moses moses (laughs) maybe aaron was actually thinking well this will get moses down the hill
1: so i don't know
0: (laughs) but uh i wonder if Aaron in the midst of all the celebration and the offering of feasts and uh, and sacrifices and things was actually offering it to Yahweh but the people were associating it with the golden calf so Aaron was kind of being yeah. a bit incognito with his worship of God um, or if that was even possible yeah. to ignore this giant or, golden yeah. calf
1: or, or if he was trying to do the pole thing of This is an unknown god, and you don't even know who it is. So I'm just going to tell you about it. Yeah. If he was going to be subtle in the midst of weird. Mm -hmm. But then why did he set it up in front of him? I know. Was it an attempt at rebellion? Mm Mm-hmm. Why did he even make the calf if he knew that was going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. blah.
0: So many questions. So many questions. If you have any answers, listener, please let us know on... Social media, or email us, or leave us a voicemail on Skype. That'd be awesome.
1: Um, Alright. But then the cooler part of 32 comes at 11. Yep. Yeah. When Moses sticks up for humanity to God's face. Mm-hmm. Which, some people would be like, you can't tell God what to do. But God is so committed to being with people whilst being transcendent and above people, that he allows us to intercede and question and ask and influence to an extent his emotions and his stuff. Mm. And so I've underlined verse 14, and the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people, Mm. because it's just such a big verse, like, whoa, what? Like, God's justice was so ready to destroy these people. Yeah. And Moses stands up for the people and says, and I think he says it a few times, or maybe it's different characters, if you destroy us now, your name will almost be besmirched with the other cultures, but if you keep us alive and bless us and set up the kingdom you hope to set up, your name will be sweetly glorified hmm. among the nations, which was what he was trying I to I
0: like do. the word you used, besmirched.
1: Oh, you gotta besmirch that it's name. Very good. I mean, the opposite. Yeah. You gotta. Yeah. Go. <laughs> you have to. Don't besmirch any of de- the names. it. Um, oh,
0: you gotta Yeah. So, I I think it's interesting that verse fourteen in my translation says. <laughs> in my translation, it says, "And the Lord." The Ryan <laughs> translation. Yeah, the Ryan International Version. It says. And the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. So he isn't so much changing his mind as... Well, I guess relenting is in a way not following through with something that you had said that you were going to. But it yeah. isn't a wishy washy read reed-in-the-wind kind of changing of the mind. It's more a yeah, reigning in the, the horses type of thing. So... Uh, Obviously, he does still go through with some kind of judgment. So God is not changing his mind altogether. Um, He is, is choosing not to. But okay, so look at it this way. Abraham, when he was speaking with God about Sodom and Gomorrah, God said, I'm going to destroy them because there's no one there that's righteous and it's actually a really bad city to exist in the world right now. Abraham says, for the sake of 50 righteous, for 45, for 40, for 30, for 20, for 10. For 10 righteous people, God said, I will not destroy the city. And it ends up being that Lot and his daughters get saved, as well as his wife then. His wife gets turned into
1: something, whatever a pillar of salt means. A pillar of salt. Um. Which is a southern American version of pillow. Oh. Pillar. A pillar. A pillar of salt. Oh, yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be grainy. Um, But then Lot (laughs) and his daughters end up being the parents of a couple of tribes that end up being sworn enemies of the Israelites. So Abraham interceding for the sake of Lot, did that actually work out in the long run? Do you think if God hadn't spared hmm. Lot, if God hadn't listened to Abraham, if Abraham hadn't been so persistent that Lot and his daughters never would have had these kids that became this great nation of warriors that was known to lead Israel astray?
1: Hmm. How do you th- Maybe, but then... If you're going to ask that question you also have to ask the question if Lot's wife hadn't looked back then they wouldn't have had to sleep with the father because they could have had more boys Yeah and then inbred in a different mm. way Hmm uh, but then
0: uh God does say this this is not the first time that God has said I will start again um Because God started again with Noah, obviously Adam and Eve's offspring didn't really work out, so then Noah and his offspring started this whole new line of humanity.
1: A whole new world.
0: Exactly. And now God is saying again, after Abraham, I chose Abraham, his descendants are not working out so great, they don't really have the heart that I'm after. And Moses says, come on man, just stick with it it will get better you got this champ yeah. and uh, it is it is so fascinating that Moses intercedes for the people here when yep. God actually promises him offspring that will multiply as the stars of the heavens and we know that Moses is married Zipporah and he has a couple of kids as well so yep. and we also know that the Levites are the ones that go through with slaughtering people as righteous judgment um, for for what has happened. So I wonder if Moses' sons, no it is guaranteed that Moses' sons were included in those people that went through and killed a bunch of their mates. Um, so Moses' line actually survived this anyway, but God said that he will multiply Moses' offspring as himself and start again. Yep. What if Moses had said okay? Interesting. Would we be looking... What do you think? So Well, about... I mean, we might be looking at the same kind of cycle because we yeah. tend to get that as fallen humanity um, throughout history. Things always repeat themselves in, in different ways. And especially looking through the Genesis and Exodus narrative and even going up until the end of uh the end of the old testament we see so many times throughout history where things repeated themselves people made the same or similar mistakes and led an entire nation astray and then god brought them back and then they went astray and god brought them back to the point where they were divided and then one half never came back and the other half was in this wishy-washy back and forth kind of state with the lord and i think it could have been better than what we ended up with, but at the same time, what we ended up with was really, really important to the the scheme yeah. of things and I think God knew that Moses was going to say no, and I think that's why he honored Moses so much in yeah. the in the coming years because he knew that Moses' heart at the very least was what he wanted. And with Moses in the people of Israel and leading them, there was potential that this entire nation could follow in his footsteps. And ultimately that kind of happened, but then also kind of didn't. So, yeah, I don't know. I think God was being smart about it.
1: Do you think these cycles have to do with that idea that uh, one generation is strict and then the next generation reacts to the strictness and is super loose and then the next generation is like a perfect mix of the loose and the tight or the loose and the tight. Yeah, that's the opposite of loose. And then the next generation is loose, like super loose hmm. so that the next generation is super And
0: tight. the next generation is foot loose and there's no dancing.
1: Yeah, like super loose yeah. and there's no dancing. Mm. And then the next generation is just yeah. dancing. They only yeah. dance. Like that seems to be close or vaguely close to what happens to the Israelites because you mm-hmm. have those kings that come up and they're super into the covenant. Yeah. And then the next, like even David. Like David is super after God's heart. Yeah. But then his first son is like a renegade, not very good guy. Yeah. And then Solomon goes off the rails. And then it just swings back and forth throughout the history. Yeah. It's just inter- it's interesting that humanity can't keep it together for multiple generations.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, as with the, the generations going back and forth in different attitudes that they have towards uh, lifestyles or, or whatever it is. Take, for example, my... Great-grandmother on my mother's side, she was very much a hoarder and uh, was very messy. Mm -hmm. And as a response to that, my nan was very ordered and structured and got rid of things when she didn't need them, never never lived in a cluttered environment. And then in response to that, my mum is very much like her grandmother and she's very cluttered and messy and has a lot of things that she probably doesn't need. And now in response, I'm very much like my nan where I'm structured and ordered and I like to get rid of things when I don't need them. Um, But the difference here is that, and we see this more with generations as a whole, not necessarily singling out individual ones, but you see something like the baby boomers generation who worked really, really hard and saved every penny in order to have a good retirement. And they brought up their kids with that same mentality of working really hard, earning your money, except their kids started out from a much higher point than they did. So then they ended up being quite affluent. Um, And as a result, their children, the millennials, grew up in quite an entitled environment where they didn't really have to work that hard, but they were still encouraged to. But they want to find meaning in their work um that's yeah. the most important thing more than just getting a paycheck they want to do something of of consequence of value so then that's that's our generation then the next generation that's coming up in response to that is uh is going further along that point of view of things need to matter so they're finding uh these fields of influence and of work that hold a uh an all-encompassing and idealistic importance to them and then pursuing those most of all so they're kind of uh standing on our shoulders of of uh in a sense and going even further down the track than we have and they're only kids at this stage but they're growing up with that mindset that what they have to do what they do has to matter um yeah. Even if it doesn't necessarily earn them any money, and then we might be seeing if there's another global recession, that there's another generation, maybe our generation becomes penny pinchers, and then, uh, and then we the cycle begins again. But it isn't so much a one-to-one generation. Often it's a longer cycle, where yeah. one generation is good in the sight of the lord the next generation's mostly good the next generation's kind of good next generation's bad next generation's really bad and then there's something that happens that flips it all back around to the start and they're good in the sight of the lord again so it's that is a trend throughout humanity and it's not obviously just in the bible but throughout history and social mindsets and everything um so i i don't I think I agree with you I don't think that starting again with Moses necessarily would have fixed the problem especially seeing that he was a flawed man just as much as Abraham was and just as much as Adam was and just as much as Noah was um, but potentially more because he was in charge of more people and so I don't I don't know but what is important is that Moses said what he said God relented didn't wipe out all of Israel therefore I'm here that's what's important. Yeah, um,
1: that is definitely what's exactly
0: important. because I am one percent European Jewish, and without the original Jews, there wouldn't have been any European Jews, and then there wouldn't have been me. So as long as we can all come back to that as the most important point of definitely. this, then I'm the most
1: that. important.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. So then Moses went down the mountain, broke the tablets. He just threw it on the ground.
1: He threw the whole cake too. Mm-hmm.
0: What uh, what script do you think God would have used in His writing? Do you think it would have been serif sans serif, maybe cursive? Um,
1: it would have been that cool old Germanic one.
0: Times new Roman <laughs> calligraphy. Oh, papyrus.
1: No, older. No, oh, much newer. <laughs>
0: Uh, maybe century gothic. I don't know.
1: Yep, that's yep. it—the gothic mm-hmm.
0: one. I like century gothic. It just looks so yeah, good. I like it. It's very rounded and thin. It's it's nice. Yep. Um, when you're talking nice. about people, those are not things that go together, round and thin. Um, so it's. Uh. <laughs> It's interesting because Joshua hears the noise of the people. So Joshua has seemingly gone up most of the way in the mountain, potentially all the way. We don't know that. Um, But elsewhere when uh, uh, Joshua is usually within earshot of what's happening with Moses. And apparently he's within earshot of what's happening with the people. So he hears the noise of the people and the shouting and celebrating. And he says to Moses, there is the noise of war in the camp. Um, and that's so interesting. It's not the sound of shouting for victory or the sound of the cry of defeat. The sound of singing that I hear, and that's when Moses breaks the tablets um, at the foot of the and mountain. And
1: the dancing—that means the next generation will be. Full yes.
0: Of okay. Yep. Makes sense. Because the next generation would have had, would have abided by the laws very strictly. So that makes sense. Yep. And they were living in the desert. So what's there to dance about?
1: there's nothing Mm.
0: so Moses burns the calf that is made of gold, he burns it with fire and grinds it into powder and scatters it on the water and made the people of Israel drink it
1: how brutal is that now that's good for them, that's good um, protein (laughs) right, he's doing it for their good
0: yeah it's their multivitamins, the
1: minerals and the goodness
0: oh man, there's definitely some minerals in there
1: Oh So much minerals. Far out. And then they have the whole discussion of what happened, and Aaron's like it wasn't me, yeah. it was them. I just <laughs> threw the
0: gold into the fire and now came this calf. It was Classic. so
1: weird. Exactly. I didn't plan it at all. I didn't have a little tool to craft it. Oh man. Unbelievable.
0: So Moses sees and that the people had broken loose, but obviously not foot loose, but almost. Almost foot loose. Foot of the mountain loose. Um,
1: definitely. Moses barefoot yeah. <laughs> Moses stood and in the then They start carving it up yeah. with their swords. Yeah. He said, "And this is daylight, yeah, so this is definitely it's murder. definitely
0: murder." He says, "Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me." And all the sons of Levi, and we remember Moses is son of Levi, and so is Aaron. Did a cor- uh, all the sons of Levi gathered around him. And then oh, yeah, he says, go back and forth through the camp and kill everyone. Far out. Um, 3,000 men yep. of the people fell. And that's probably not including women and children. But I don't know what they would have done about that. Maybe they would have just killed the men because that was what was important. The leader of the spiritual household or whatever. Yep. Um, and that was apparently their ordination. Boom. Um.
1: Ordained <laughs> Is that what I've got to do? Do I have to just go out and stab a few people? Yeah, yeah. And then I can lead communion. Yep. That's right. Wow. That would be terrible. I would not want to do that. Yeah. Far out, yeah,
0: that's <sighs> That's something. Okay, so
1: then Yeah, and twenty nine he says, and so have brought a blessing on yourselves. That's this so day. weird. So it must be connected with Killing out naysayers or killing the untrustable or the untrusting. Right, okay, so... Because this isn't a disease. Later, people die because of a disease is going rampant through the yeah. camp. But this must be the disease of something. Yeah. So, uh, Internal strife.
0: It's a spiritual disease for sure, or at least a spiritual decay. And so then, these people that are celebrated are the ones that have eradicated apparently eradicated this spiritual death that has been spreading through the camp so I guess Mm -hmm. in today's society where these types of stories these types of accounts are seen in a lot more of a metaphorical or symbolic um, a lot less literal and physical uh, sense then perhaps it's saying the blessing of God will be on those that actively seek out and destroy wickedness from within your household or within your nation or within yeah. your sphere of influence something like that yep okay cool sounds good
1: uh,
0: um, so the next day Moses says to everyone else that's left 3,000 men have died um, I'm gonna go back up on the mountain and maybe I can make atonement <laughs> for you cause you have sinned yep. terribly So I imagine being one of those left over Where you went, ah, yeah I was kind of in on the whole calf thing But far out That's insane (laughs) Um, Moses is going back up Alright, turns out he was actually with God And uh, now I feel really bad And afraid So Yep, he goes back up and he's like Man, you guys suck I'm going to try and make atonement No promises Don't know what's going to happen
1: No promises Oh
0: man So then Moses, he, uh, Moses again steps in between the judgment of God and the people. And he says, if you will forgive their sin, uh, but if not, yeah, that wording is so weird. I don't really get that. Uh, if you won't forgive their sin, please blot me out of your book that you have written. I didn't know God wrote a book. That's so cool. Is it
1: indie or is well, it he's through a, a major book, publisher? Right. It's indie. Yep. It's self-published.
0: Sweet. I like indie. Um, so then that's obviously too much for God to, to do um, because he loves Moses so much. And he does love the people a lot as well. And that's something that we need to remember. But I think it's just so easy to forget yeah. in the midst of all this killing um, that God... Actually cares about these people, and he's not murdering them. He's he's killing them, which yeah, apparently exactly. is a difference. And he's
1: killing them so that they don't kill themselves. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I guess it's mercy. Is
1: that the argument we're going? Yeah, with? we
0: can go with that. It's a mercy killing. He's
1: killing them so they don't kill themselves, or lead
0: to so that they don't lead to worse killing or destruction. Because it said so that they're devoted yeah. to destruction. Um, if they make a, a, an idol so that's kind of where we're at with this I guess so God is saying in order that my life may spread these people must die because they are spreading death yep. and there is no way for them to stop um, so then Moses, com- uh, Lord, the Lord commands Moses to take them away from the mountain he says behold my angel shall go before you nevertheless in the day when I visit I will visit their sin upon them so God is promising that there will be uh, judgment and God actually sets a plague on the people because they made the calf. The one that Aaron made, it says. <laughs> but I thought Aaron just threw <laughs> the stuff in the fire and it came out in the shape of a, of yeah, a it cow. it just
1: came out. I didn't even do it on purpose.
0: In go the earrings, out comes this big old cow. I don't know what happened. All right. All right, so there is a plague. There's a plague. And that's the... St-
1: That's the end of the chapter. That's the end
0: of the chapter. That's the end of where we're going to finish this No more explanation. Um, Jeremy, do you have any uh, concluding
1: thoughts regarding
0: this chapter 32 of Exodus?
1: Uh, If you have gold, don't throw it into a fire. Maybe it'll come out a cow. Unless you want that, then do it. Mm. And also, throwing it on the ground is an effective way to deal with your anger. Yeah.
0: Yep, certainly is. I had learned that from Every Andy time. Sandberg. Um, Andy actually, Sandberg. I learned that from Moses, and then Andy Sandberg must have learned that from Moses as well. So
1: capitalized on Moses. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, it's all about the capitalization, capitalism. Not sure. Okay. Um, well, my closing thoughts in this are again, if people around you are worshiping idols, just run them through with the sword. You'll be blessed. It'll be awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that could make for an interesting world yeah
0: maybe we shouldn't do that but take it in more of a spiritual sense i'm talking about the sword of the spirit just run them through with it Ooh, there you uh, go don't sword don't spirit, bible bash good. them bible stab them maybe might yep. might do a better uh might bestow more blessing um but that's that's it my name is ryan
1: My name is Jeremy
0: Barry Randall. This has been Scripture read Badly. The next time that we record, I will be married, which is fantastic. But by the time this airs, I will have already been married for probably two weeks or so, which is also fantastic. And,
1: uh... Definitely. Obviously. And I would have finished watching Married at First Sight, and so I'll be weeping. Yes. Next episode. I would love to hear how that goes. My favourite couple will probably have... (laughs) Oh <laughs> wait is it legally a divorce oh, well. if they get... no because in Australia legally they can't marry them
0: oh has so to be 31 days they
1: don't get married until after the okay. yeah exactly yep. whereas in Sweden and America I think they all do it legally
0: whoa that's intense alright well with that yep. hearty piece of advice uh, on the table to remember to watch Married at First Sight um, also or just do it get married at first <laughs> yeah, sight yeah you could do that too let's
1: start a revolution <laughs> yes. people i tried to start a revolution
0: that's a thor ragnarok quote um (laughs) emphasis on the rock okay uh that's it see you next guy next game. bye Uh. yeah
1: see you next guys